and welcome to You Need to See This, and every other weekly film podcast, oh God, words, about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Cozy Orlin, I promise I'm good at words, and my co-host Bree is unavailable this week, so we have a guest who I will introduce right after finishing this very intro. We're comedians, filmmakers, writers, and legendary drunken boxers, apparently. Both of us on this call are legendary drunken boxers, which is weird. Uh, but also very cool. Every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience and sometimes a guest that they need to see a specific film. And we do it all with no spoilers. So I'm not going to spoil things. But first, let's introduce our guest. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So he's a writer, an oral historian, a former editor at The Onion, and currently the co-host of video game podcast Game Thing along with Pip and Barr. And most importantly, he's my cousin. It's David Walensky. David! Hey, what's up, Cozy? Hey, I'm, how you I'm doing? Drunk. I'm drunk right now. I'm yeah, I get to. Okay. I, I get to. We're both very drunk. Well, you know, you practice long enough. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. I everyone knows that when I'm drunk, I'll have terrible seizures. But here's the thing: I'm a master. I thought that, I thought that, that just helped you socialize more. Mm, I mean, that's what the that's what the good seizures do. The terrible seizures do not. Great way to pick up dates. Uh, if people still talk this way, is have seizures. Yeah, I've I've seen that to be look the case. The helpers, look for the helpers, right? That's it's actually good dating <laughs> advice too. It's not wrong. Yeah, I would love someone to help me in general. It's very sweet of them. I'm here to help you. Was that a reference to? I mean, I don't know if there's rules of this. I'm aware you sent over a list. I'm gonna not take over your podcast. I promise. Perfect. You sent you sent over a list, and I whittled it down to. Two I hadn't seen. How many did you send over? How long was that list? Uh, that list was 10 movies, and uh, I will definitely uh, let you know what is related to. But uh, before that, we're going to talk about us. We're going to talk about how we met, which is always oh. a fun thing to talk about as cousins. I just wanted to brag that I've seen 80% of movies, apparently. <laughs> Ooh, see, that's good, but also nobody knows what the list is, so... It'll, it's a little uh, hollow, but I'll tell yeah, you. And I also, I don't want to give it away. So. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, 80% of that list, very good um, movies. Yeah, they were mostly Shrek movies. Yeah, that's what I said. Good movies. <laughs> Synonymous. Well, wait, when did we meet? I'll, I'll help you. I'll help keep the wheel on course here. Hands yeah, on keep that keep that wheel on course. Keep the wheel okay, spinning okay, cool. wildly. Don't mind, don't mind me if I uh, touch your leg also. That's um, fine. It's just, it's just for driving. It's just for driving. Um, <laughs> Look, I've been uh, a passenger before. Rarely a driver. I was going to say it was like 2010, but I realized it's like 2005. It's like yeah, further I, back in time. Yeah, I think 2004, 2005, Boy, 2004, I think. crazy. It's truly uh, nuts. But it's more nuts because we're cousins, so most people assume we met very oh, early yeah. in our lives. No, I had a very strict upbringing. They didn't <laughs> meet relatives. Although, no, like, uh, my dad was, is, you know, there's one in every generation. That's, there's one dad in every generation. Well, true. but there's, like, one person, one generation level <laughs> who's, like, I don't want to say obsessed, but, like, you have to have the bug to be very interested in. In genealogy, genealogy, yes. And okay. my dad was also that guy. So yeah, uh, we met on Ancestry.com. It was a classic <laughs> meet cute. Uh, actually, I don't know how our dads met, but their meeting I'm was sure. our meeting. And Yeah, I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure it was one of our dads emailing the other dad because they were on a genealogy website and 
We're like, hey, my kid's probably your kid's age around that much. This, everything you just said is just classic dad behavior. It's full dad. It's full genealogy Ancestry. dad. Ancestry.com, email. Jewishness. We're both very son. Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, it's truly all there. We were, we were both in New York for different internships. Sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> But I yeah, know it's it was so truly perfect long ago, <laughs> such a different time in both of our lives. And then just a series of coincidences. Were you living in, I don't know how interesting this is to your listeners. This is very deeply interesting to their okay, to good, listeners because they are all my cousins also. <laughs> because I brought, I brought, uh, I brought a lot of papers and charts and Ooh, did, perfect. You get, did you get, did you get the PowerPoint I sent? Oh, yes. Okay. And we will not be uh, posting those on our Instagram. <laughs> But they will be on our Facebook. Right, because it's, it's copyrighted. It's, uh... Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> you make money where you make money. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, yeah, I we were... what I was going to say. But That's it, fine. It, it, was just, it was just pure coincidence on coincidence on coincidence. You were interning at a... It was a book publisher. Right? Yeah, I was at I was at Tor Press uh, in the Flatiron Building in New York, which is a fantasy book publishing company. And you were at Spin, right? I was at Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. I always get but those. They did write for Spin, so that's that's totally fine. That's I was I was impressed. You knew what I was doing. Now I learned a lot because I wasn't. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is the first I've heard. Uh, no, I was at, I was at Rolling Stone. Uh, at that just to make us both sound like dads and oh yeah, old, uh, it was at the time when like there's like hey publications should. Do people still call them publications? Do kids even know what magazines are? No, people don't know what physical media is anymore. <laughs> oh, no. I know. So, we're all dead. That's, no, it's fine. But it, it may just sound like a thousand years ago, but it was... Like, it will, but that's okay. I like just, that. It was, it was, no, I'm not ashamed of it. It's just it's hard to even know what does that mean that there used to be a magazine and now it's becoming a website. Like, I was right. an intern there, uh, and then, like, a lot of my career started. Um, I sent you my resume, by the way. Um, <laughs> Oh, that was a res. Okay, that was a pretty cool resume. I yeah. thought I got it confused. I thought it was another list of movies. Oh, it was. <laughs> Again, it was, all track. It was me applying for the position of. Um, thanks for. I, I assume I made it. Or is this just the second interview? Yeah. Oh no. Here's the thing. Um, you're about to be. <laughs> you're about to be going for a position as Donkey's friend in the next Shrek. Yeah, that's that's what we get normally. That's the noise we get from most candidates. Well, they say dress for the job you you want, right? <laughs> yes, I, I like dressing for the role of friend of animal. Uh, but what would that even be? It's just I, a shirt that says friend. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's like a, I guess uh, so. Maybe in bark words. I mean, or I don't know what donkey words. I remember uh, speaking of which, like you, you know, you were at the publisher, and I remember. Yeah, and we had both picking up. A lot of like fun words, like in sourcehold, words that don't really oh, pop yeah. up. Words that don't pop that. up. IRL, and then you know that was like the start of my. Uh, you know, I took a UCB class. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. Also, and it it is yeah yeah yeah. We both um we were both coming from different places. I was coming from Massachusetts. You were coming from Chicago, and we both had these New York like summer New York internships. So we we're both spending our summers in New York. I was spending it with my grandparents who lived in New York. And um, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. And they like, I remember them too, (laughs) which is really great. That makes me so happy by the way. Yeah. I remember. I I can picture the block and the the house or the building. Wow. And the people and the the nouns and the things. 
Yeah, um, the, the shrubs and such, dogs, various uh-huh. dogs, uh, friends of animals. And yeah, and uh, I, I know we got in contact that way and we were both, all, I think we were both, we were both already set to be doing UCB 101 improv classes, which is insane also. Just truly weird, weirdest coincidences. Why? You think because like we weren't going to be sticking around there no, long term? Be- because or? no, because none of our none of my other cousins like would ever take a UCB one hundred and one improv class. You're, you know, like that's in, it. Just showed how similar we were as people yeah, very quickly, yeah. and uh, just on all those levels, I was like, all right. Uh, mine was with Jackie Clark. Yours was with jessica st clair Clair, and then will hines yeah and then the way the classes stacked i had to double up i remember because like i was going to be going back to chicago because the internship was over Um, (laughs) actually as i'm saying it's like yeah i was there to like try to start my career why was i also taking a comedy class i guess as i (laughs) as i say it now it's like well I, i don't know that the internship was like easy but it was definitely like fun and it was obviously well maybe not obviously i know it was obviously life-changing um but yeah it was like i had to get special permission to like hey can i finish with this other class because i guess that was like a weird thing about ucb at that time it was different ucb at a different location even at that time oh yeah absolutely um it's weird that the because you know i went out to like teach at second city and stuff myself like it's weird how the classes were staggered but there would be like a level one class starting at one week and then another level one class started like two weeks later. It's weird that that's <laughs> how, I mean, all of it was kind of weird now that I Yeah. I mean, the whole, it. the whole system. So, 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 so many classes, so many people, just tons of selling out. It's just complicated over there. So yeah, mm. I'm, I, it was fun. I remember I, I think, did I sub into your class once or you, you subbed into, we, yeah, that was very fun. Mine. We did a scene where we were both firemen. What? I, I that? love that you, I know, but I love that you remember that. That makes me very because happy. We both were like, we both were like, how do you mind going down a ladder when you're not moving? <laughs> that was our 101 question. That's incredible. Look, Justin St. Clair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> incredible ladder, ladder work, the ladder space mm-hmm. work. Oh my God. Oh, one of the best. <laughs> one of the best. There, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's better, but she's up there, which is yeah. not a pun. Well, Ooh, not a but pun. it should be. Yeah. Well, this is what we learned at UCB only puns and ladder work. Right. And then you chomp your, you chomp your cigar and you change your name to Shecky or something. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we, we are just, <laughs> I just remember us meeting up and, um, yeah. and immediately being like, Hey, we're on the same wavelength as weirdos and comedy people. This is great. Yeah. Another weird memory, uh, not to totally derail you. Although I said I'd help, uh, keep this on course. You're doing I remember, great. I remember I found like a great way to save money out there. It was like, I went to some jazz breakfast. What? That's not words that go club. together. Okay. Uh, well, it was like extra cheap barbecue Saturday morning. Right. You know, I was an intern not making money. Mm. Um, and I just remember what day, I think like the class was a weeknight, but I remember very, very firmly, uh, long morning Saturdays <laughs> in New York, mimosas and barbecue with my girlfriend <laughs> at the time. And then we would both eat as little as possible and then. You know, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was lean years, I guess is what I'm saying. That's truly fair. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. just that and then improv and then, yeah, I don't know. They call yeah. it the big apple, I think, right? That feels familiar. I think it's a windy related apple of some, I think it's the yeah, big fire apple. I never figured out why. Apple. I never, dis- never discovered the mystery of that. 
Yeah, that's okay. You know, that's the secret they don't tell you at UCB is what the Apple stands for. Yeah, they say don't think. Yeah, they don't think don't that's think about the Apple about. specifically. <laughs> God, honestly, I would love it if they if their their new motto was don't think about the Apple. Just like, think, where did this come from? <laughs> don't think asterisk, and then on the back of the T-shirt it says about the Apple, but then they need you to think about it. So. Here's you know, the that's, thing. Why that's called finding the game, I believe, right? Yeah, finding the game of the apple, which is what right. you have to... We're trained to do that every time we eat an apple is finding the game of that apple. But don't think about the apple. This is, this is mostly weird because... Um, because... <laughs> yes. Because uh, every time I do an improv practice uh, at my apartment, people mess around with something that I have in my apartment, which is a large apple. Uh, I have a large fake apple in my apartment. I, I think that it was in my uh, lobby and I just picked it up because I was like, this is weird. I'll own it. And so every time I have an improv practice, people just walk over and pick up the apple. They spin it around. So this is this uh, this bit turned weirdly to be on uh, reality. Right. <laughs> on game and, it's, reality. And, it, and it's sort of a metaphor of, for colonialism, too. Thank you. You know what? We're, we're, we'll talk about it. We'll I talk heard- about it later. <laughs> I heard this was a smart podcast. I saw. Ooh, good news. Yeah, honestly, uh, no spoilers for this podcast, but colonialism will come up. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No, you're killing it. You did no apologies. That's the other oh, thing. I was apologizing for colonialism. Oh well, you know what? I think we're we're Jewish. We're okay, right? <laughs> yeah, nobody's <laughs> mad at us. No, everyone's mad at us. That's the problem. It's the uh, wrong. You know, it's people have always been mad at us, but it's not people who were the victims of colonialism, right? It's us. It's just like you know, Aryan weirdos. I'm not, I'm not touch that. <laughs> That's probably a fair move. That's okay. We'll we'll be talking about it later. Everybody who hated us uh, killed us and drew, and you know kicked us out of Europe, and now we're doing great in America. Woo! Um, yeah. Happy. happy say, sorry about that. Yeah. Happy late sorry forum. About that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Sorry about that too. Well, that's yeah. actually okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right, we're gonna skip way, way, way ahead. Uh, we've been friends ever since. That's a cute way of buttoning that. So, David, tell us about game thing Nothing. and your history with video that's, games in general. That's, that's right. Nothing of significance um, <laughs> in the last eighteen years. That no, I same. Think it's really relatable. Uh. History. I mean, you know, grew up playing games, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. I don't know how common that was, you know, growing up in the 80s into the 90s. I feel like it was a thing a lot of people did as mm-hmm. I got older, mm-hmm. found that was not really the case. Um, and then sort of like professionalized around it. I mean, you know, as I mentioned, I. Um, yeah, tell us what that means. I, well, I had the internship at Rolling Stone, which sure. was in earnest the start of my career, as such as it is, in uh, entertainment journalism, pop culture criticism, writing about, you know, fun stuff in a serious <laughs> way. Uh, and after Rolling Stone, uh, that led to, I swear this is a short story, but it led to <laughs> becoming an editor at The Onion and helping them start their video game section at Incredible. A time when, you know, there was a real fear there at that time. Will we lose cool points? Aren't video games just for losers and nerds and wow. weirdos? Um, I mean, that wasn't literally how it was discussed, but that was an, a very real concern. Sure. Uh, back then, 2004, 2005, of course. 
Yeah, I mean, but this was like the the rest of that decade of like 06 still, 07 still, 08, wow. oh. And so it was like me, I mean, I didn't do it all on my own, but I was, you know, uh, you know, the guy who does, Aaron Blaird, who does Clueless Gamer with Conan, you know, he told me once that he feels like, you know, the work I did and my contemporaries did at The Onion starting that game section was like, as he called it, like the tip of the spear that made it impossible to like convince Conan to be like, no, we should really, you know, it's fine. We should, it's fine for like clowning on games, but like we can't ignore them. Oh, that's great. Um, I love that. Which is just, you know, that's a cool thing that happens when you stick with your work and you do it long enough and you're a weirdo like me and you just you know, you reach <laughs> out to people and you get to know people. And, um, that's a beautiful so, thing. You know, it was, it was just, Stuff like that, um, very basic stuff in those days, just mm-hmm. reviewing games, fighting for the very limited space they got at that time of like 400, 500 words in a, <laughs> in a physical <laughs> artifact. It was actually in a paper. That's how long ago all oh this Oh, my started. Lord. And um, from there, uh, I was like one of the first writers for a now defunct publication called Kill Screen Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, which was similarly unusual for its time. And that they were like, hey, what if we talk about video games the way, what if we write about video games and talk about them in <laughs> the way that people talk about film or like, you know, more as like cultural objects um, instead of just consumer goods. Yeah, uh, which is fast. It was fantastic and fascinating, honestly, like giving them the kind of art due that they deserve. It's weird because, like, I didn't realize how unusual that was for the time, too. Um, uh, just poking around at other places and writing for other places. It was very unusual for the mm. time. And so, um, I mean, I've been doing this interview series for about a decade now that just digs into a lot of questions I yeah. have about. It's just, it's been a through line, unintentional. I mean, you look back and you say it's a little like the improv thing of, like, I didn't realize this is such a big focus for me. Um, yeah. You know, so, even, if it, even if it ebbs and flows, it's, it, yeah, I mean, now it's led to like, there's an interview series I've been doing. For tell us about this interview series. Uh, where is it available online? Things like that. What's what's the deal of yeah, what's it called, etc. It's called Don't Die. Perfect. It's at nodontdie.com because nice. someone else owns <laughs> don'tdie.com. Uh, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it, it basically has become a place for me as a very curious person to ask questions that there just doesn't seem to be, like, be a place for um, hmm. in media place outposts anymore, or just publications, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, it, it's it's to me, it's like looking at games as like, you know, when I started 10 years ago, I was like, well, I'm really curious about just a bunch of systemic issues in, sounds like I said stomach issues, a bunch of, <laughs> sy- a bunch of systemic issues. I imagine in, they're all related. Well, but I mean, this was like, not to bring down the room or anything, this was like years before Me Too, years before a lot of other change that came about elsewhere, just sure. being curious about what came to be known as toxic fandom Mm. and how are video games following in other mediums in certain regards and yeah you know like just various systemic issues how is that impacting i mean it's just it's it's a lot of like really gone far away from thinking about games and like 
do I like them? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. It's I mean, all about the it's all about the people around them and what do they make of video games and their contribution to the internet. And that's just it's a big roving platform. Um, yeah, and so, I, I love that because I feel like when we're kids growing up, we don't think about that even slightly for video games. We're just like, here is an entertainment piece that has right. come out of nowhere and requ- and immediately requires me to like connect to it and be part of it. So you're mm-hmm. so immediately put in the moment that you're not thinking about the past or the creation of it uh, at all. You're just like, I need to jump. I need to get this power up. <laughs> and then you're like, but wait, there's a dude who like is yeah. ignoring his two year old at home because he is working on making the smallest piece of Sonic's eyeball right now. And you're like, yeah. okay, this is all real. This all makes well, sense. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's what the, that's what the interviews have been about over the years is the people whose lives intersect with games and what stuff do they wonder about? Mm. And um, yeah. So Pippin, you mentioned Pippin. Pippin, mm-hmm. I met, I was aware of him for a long time. I'm sure he was written up in kill screen, not by me. Mm. Um, I met, Pippin through my interviews. We spoke on his birthday. I want to say 2016, something like that. Okay. I don't know. I just, That's a I very have, long birthday. I, I have a memory for <laughs> details, like the <laughs> firefighting scene. Yeah, that's um, wonderful. I'm jealous of that. So, and we just sort of stayed in touch. I mean, he he basically he makes experimental games, or as I think about them, they're games for thinking about games and. Mm. He's a professor of um, computation arts up in Montreal. Um, and we've just kind of over the years, I don't know, it doesn't usually happen with people I interview. It's not like, hey, you know what would be a good idea is I'm going to start an interview series, do it for a decade, and then start a podcast with someone I met. Through <laughs> <laughs> it. Just a beautiful um, product. <laughs> but, you know, like we, we just kind of clicked. I think we're good foils for mm. each other he makes games i never aspire to make them we have you know i've covered them for a long time he's never been a critic um and we're both just huge nerdy pointy head omnivores <laughs> um, and we you know we did a season or two a couple years ago that were very super artsy fartsy sound collage like he and i would pick a game and uh do like a poem in response to it and really some, like ambient sound stuff around huh. it and then we did like a season or two like that and oh, then wow. you know i think it was like let's just do this as an experiment let's just see is there any there there and then you know just life happened um i think it was like 2018 mm-hmm. maybe we did that and then you know time passed have you, there was a pandemic. I don't know if you heard about that. Ooh, I have not. I'm so curious. <laughs> um, all right, where to start? <laughs> and um, from quarantine, we just started talking about, like, do you want to revisit this? And as, <laughs> as, 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 uh, as I say, you know, I was like, I have a brilliant idea. What if we just talk about games this time? What if we talk <laughs> about the games we play? Um, and so we, yeah, I mean, we relaunched, it's confusing a bit, season three, although technically the first, um, (laughs) was earlier this year in January and we spent, you know, um, last fall coming, you know, we, we, we played a bunch of simulator games, which was a thing I was curious about, just something I never really played about, played, um, 
Yeah, that's a really yeah. cool uh, topic. Um, I checked out all the all the third season of Game Thing, and I was like, "This is great." Um, I I really haven't thought about simulators <laughs> much myself. I I relegated them to the world of like uh, you know flight and driving, and I was like, "I don't do either of those things. We're good." So it was really cool to hear about them from a very different angle and hear like oh. the the world of them, the width and breadth. Yeah, of them. I mean, I never really played them much. I was kind of specifically curious of like, what's the appeal for simulators? Of things you could do IRL, yeah, that's a, that's um, fascinating. So the, things, the things the things you just mentioned, and then Pippin had his own point of view um, approach to it. And like, I think that's sort of like the thing. We just finished the follow up season, which I guess we're going to start rolling out Tuesday. Tuesday, um, what? Know. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, this this I don't know when this is going to air, but it'll it'll be coming out weekly, uh, starting in mid March. Uh, this uh, is coming out on uh, on the actual twentieth, so it sounds like it's coming out the twenty first. Oh, okay, yeah, exactly, exactly right. Very um, exciting. But, you know, we yeah. So the next season is all about horror games, which was oh fuck the yeah. Is, the, the big thing is like we we're like gym buddies for games a bit. Like I picked <laughs> the big idea lens that we're playing games through last time. And then we each take turns picking a game through that lens. He's a huge horror head, which is a thing I keep saying that I think is not a thing people say about horror fans. Yeah. Horror heads. Um, We've all heard it. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, it's, you know, the word the had to have seemed weird at first. That, <laughs> That fucker gets around. It's so true. Um, yeah, I mean, we're what slash fiends? These are all real names. <laughs> I was like, no. oh, I'm learning. I was like, that's how little I know about horror, despite having just played ten games with Pippin. That's Oregon, so cool. Where I was like, oh, maybe that's the thing. But, you know, like I, I think that's like a thing that makes it different. Is you know, he and I talk about it as like, oh, it's a podcast about video games and like what are they, but also why are they and um yeah or i don't know that's cool though because we're big horror fans here at the podcast so um i we've had a lot of like horror guests um our our past co uh, our past co-host was like a big horror fan our current co-host is a horror fan i am a horror fan so i bet fans of this podcast would be especially excited to hear that the new season of your podcast game thing is about horror games that's fucking awesome i'm like a I'm horror aware now. <laughs> That's really exciting. I it, it makes me think of a very, I have to tell this real quick, just because I find it so fascinating. It reminds yeah. me of a very specific horror game that I played called Nocturne, which I mentioned a long time ago on this podcast. And the thing about Nocturne was that I had a demo of it. And the demo was somehow set weirdly for the, cali- it was calibrated weirdly for the mm-hmm. light and the shadows on my computer. So when I played it, uh, all the zombies were shadows and they were barely visible. So the only way you could tell that a zombie was coming is if you heard this very low, like zombie, like wailing, like moaning. And then if you shoot, blood comes out still. So there's like a little bit of blood on the ground and you're like, fuck, they're here. So it was like, <laughs> that's the only horror game I really played for the most part. And I was like, this is traumatic. They tell you to turn all the lights out beforehand so you can calibrate the screen. And I did. And then the zombies were, because of a bug, just shadows. 
Although there is, you know, now I can tell you there is a, uh, we didn't play it, but I'm aware there is a horror game that's actually supposed to be like that. Holy shit. That's gonna, that's, I want to play it. I want to play it. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Sorry, you're going to hear me type for just one second. That's fine. No, that's totally fine. I was going to say, yeah, because we just wrapped the season. And, uh, I, I picked something uh, by this uh, game director, designer named Kenji Ino. Okay. Uh, a game called D. Um, I'm not going to tell you what D stands for, but I believe uh, it. <laughs> what is it? He oh, it's called Enemy Zero. I think. Okay, that's cool. Came out for Sega Saturn and oh shit. I was going to say I knew Saturn was the thing to tell you. Yeah, I love Saturn. Um, a big Sega kid. I mean, I guess that the only other thing to mention is like the format of our show is a little different. Yeah, please. We, we leave each other voicemails. We don't talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a delight right there. Yeah, I feel uh, like it, it seems like it gives you both more time to consider things and consider responses. Yeah, and I mean, we're not really talking about like, did you like the game? What did you think of the graphics? Right, sort right, of right. Like, uh, you know, I think of it as like we're sending each other messages and bottles as we go. And, um, you know, we, we leave each other voicemails on a uh, imaginary answering machine and we go for the length of what a tape was. Man, you want to talk about everything that makes us sound old. <laughs> Magazines, uh, you know, like a, like an audio cassette tape, just uh, going for 45 minutes. And the episode's Damn. done 45 minutes. Uh, so almost, you know, we're, we're for, by my standards, where we are now, we're like two-thirds of the way through an episode of Game Thing already. Incredible. I love it. But I feel like we're just getting started. Yeah, we're just getting, just, we're just just, getting bubbly I'm, with it. You know, I'm... I'm a complex individual. So. Look, we all we're all very I aware of that. I can't be contained. I can't <laughs> be contained. I'm a, a friend of Donkey. I love Shrek. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sorry that's sorry about colonialism. That's the no. running gag I have set up now. Because I apologize. <laughs> no, never. Oh God. Perfect. I love it. We're gonna bring all of these back. These are the rules. We all yeah. took 101. We all know our yeah. shit. Um, yeah, I. I as a person who, who listened to to the third season of this podcast, I really yeah. like the moments that feel, I especially like these moments that feel like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but they feel like they crystallize in an artistic way. Um, mm. And uh, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but the moments where, where there's like a little bit of very specific playfulness to it and it really connects <laughs> to the actual game itself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're both wolves. Oh, yeah. Both wolves. Quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it became, it, be, it felt, there were moments where it felt like it became so personal to you both in such a way where I was like, yeah, that's what art is. So I was like, great. This makes me happy to hear out, out there putting out art that is also um, just like deep discussion. Because <laughs> deep discussion yeah. can be art. Well, I told you I'm a friend of the animal. So. It's true. You had to become one to be a friend to one. You know, you know. Yeah, you wolves, know. donkeys, just whatever you got, fish. It's all there. <laughs> you got uh, four legs. I'll be there for you. Aw, that's very when, sweet. When the rain starts to pour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing, no, no dated references here, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just free associating. No, I, I like it. Did you fringe on something? No, God, no, you're fine. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, I know this sounds like a song, but it's maybe before my time, so I couldn't decide if it was a dated reference or not. But I'm on board um, either way. No, I was just, it was it was in a fortune cookie. Ooh, you know, here's the thing about fortune cookies. They're a delight. Um, 
So Whoa. that sentence took a turn. <laughs> I know it's a fun surprise. I thought you were going to tell me something bad about it. No, never. No, no, there's a delay. Okay. I know. Okay. I rarely deliver bad news. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me write that down. Yeah. That said, I'm not going to use that as a, as a segue because it feels like that's a bad idea. So instead, I'm going to say uh, that everyone in the audience should check out David's podcast, Game oh, Thing, because it's a lot of fun. GameThing.life mm. is the website address. Nice. And the computer for internet. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also uh, download that on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and that's right. Are there any or- other podcast thingies? Yeah, we're on podcast. That's right. Perfect. That's you're all, you're all, oh, you're on the podcast platform, are you? <laughs> oh my! We're on, we're on podcast now. That's right. I've heard of it. We've been trying for so long. Well, that's the thing is, I feel like everyone knows where to look now. Like, don't they? Like, yeah, I hope so. so. Silly. <laughs> I really it's a little hope like so. saying like, "Hey, I sent you a letter in the mail, so <laughs> check your mailbox wherever you get mail." <laughs> right it's true i love i I do love hearing everyone being like apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because the answer is always where you've gotten your podcast if it's there it's there if it's not it's not that's fine well if you're hearing it you already know where to go yeah that's very true we all we all hope so if you're doing it right or there are also those folks who are just like i record on soundcloud and i release it to nowhere but soundcloud right (laughs) also if if you're hearing this please send help yeah uh, I don't know why we're hungry. Yeah, I that, I, what's, the, what's the what's the most pressing? What's the most pressing reason to send help? Uh, we're what's we're your, old. Well, yours yours right now. What's your most pressing? I think I, was, it's, I don't want to speak for you. You know, I think it's almost turning. It's like I'm 38. I'm I'm on my way to 40. So being old is my most pressing need for help right now. And if someone could send help in the form of I, I don't know uh, slang from this generation or. <laughs> um zaddy yeah yeah thank you oh great cool i already feel uh, about five years younger well at the same time i am becoming a a, a zaddy or grand zaddy at this point so why don't you just get the blood infusions from someone younger it seems easier oh i write about them all the time you're right i should be on this oh that's right (laughs) (laughs) your copay yeah, I mean, I feel yeah. like I have enough ins in plastic surgery to finally, finally get some blood that isn't my yeah, own. I found that the help was within you the whole time. Oh, what a what a perfect! I, you, I thought I could help you self-actualize there. Honestly, that's a perfect bookend to the interviewee part of it. And now I'm going to be telling you about the movie part. Excited? That blood? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's some <laughs> blood in this movie. Uh, do I, am I supposed to guess? No, like, I'm not no, at I'm, all. Because today, I'm going to be talking to you about 1994's Drunken Master 2. And David, you need to see this. Okay, I'm sold. Perfect. Alrighty, sold in the room. I love it. Uh, so this will just be a formality then. <laughs> okay, let me notarize it. Uh, no, so it's funny because as it happens, I was watching two-thirds of a documentary last night about kung fu movies. Incredible. I, maybe I'm off the mark here. and That's not what it is. I didn't look it up. I didn't read anything about it. Good, perfect, good. My voice doesn't register surprised, but I am surprised. Because uh, <laughs> I was trying, because now I'm trying to think of, oh, what was the other one? But I maybe you don't say it because you might reuse it. Oh right. no, the other one. Uh, no, we don't say the other one uh, that I might have chosen for this. Okay. There were there were two okay. options, and Can I you all- just believed it. Actually, you know it? what? No, I'll say the other one. Um, I was actually originally going to go for the other one, but it turned out it's not online anywhere, and I'm upset enough that I'm going to mention that what I was going to do originally <laughs> was 28 Days Later, which is a fucking great horror movie and would have tied incredibly well into your next season, but it's yeah. not online anywhere. And well, that's not okay. About, 
We've also been talking about doing a season about games where you punch people. I'm serious. <laughs> well, that's a delight. That was a, that was a, that was a pip and bar idea. Um, Ooh. So this is good. This is good research. I mean, you know, I watched a lot of horror movies um, for horror stuff. So I'm, I, I don't know if you're supposed to be giving me the hard sell, but yeah. What is this movie? Why do I need to see it? Ooh, very good question right there. So first of all, I should say that Drunken Master 2 was released in the U.S. as The Legend of Drunken Master without a two. Um, but it seems like it's been released with a lot of different names. And when I first saw it, I remember it being Drunken Master 2. So we're going to go for that version during this podcast. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> the Squeakquel. <laughs> which is my favorite version of a, of a sequel is always the Squeakquel because Chip yeah. and Dale did it right. Or um, or Chipmunks did it right. Chip That's and Dale when, fully different. It's just when movie series really start to hit their stride. <laughs> I mean, their, their seek stride. Yeah, I, I, I would like to think so. Uh, so, I'm just glad they didn't go for Drunken Masters. <laughs> I was I was watching this documentary last night, and I was like, I've seen almost no kung fu movies. And I don't know why. I mean, I think like I don't have a reason. I know I don't need a reason, but I was. It's it's same with like horror stuff. Um, it, it, I mean, I gave horror a try for quite a while. I felt like it doesn't really do it for me. Although now after playing, you know, whatever, I'm not hard selling my podcast, but it's like, I've, I've just been through, I've just been through that gauntlet of like giving myself over to a thing. I really haven't exposed myself to. That's and, fucking great. That's a good way to live life. Honestly. Oh, well I'm available for tutoring. And, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a total blind spot, not intentional, but like I'm aware of them. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if I, I I just I badly want to talk to you about everything everywhere all at once. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> of course. And everything that's saying there. there. <laughs> but I but I just realized because Michelle Yao was in this documentary, I was Oh like, nice. I was like, how is this the first movie of hers I've ever seen? Right? You know? She's been doing so many for such yeah. a long, long time. So well what's what's special about Drunken Masters and why should I start with the sequel? I mean the squeakquel. Well that's a great question. Yeah. Um uh well I'll I'll let yeah. So that's funny. The original Drunken Master, it came out in 1978. And then this one came out in 1994, uh, but was released in the year 2000. So, um, yeah. So it was a sequel that came out like uh, in in its sort of in its home country. It came out 16 years later, which is awesome. I love that. But I still have never seen the first one. Is it hard (laughs) to find? Uh, I don't know. I've never tried to find it. I thought uh, about briefly thought about watching it for this podcast, but I truly I have, did not have, have time. No, I have no, I have no problem diving in on the second one. Good, I, mean, I normally I'm, do, but this time I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, it, again, just to make us sound super old, I'm the kind of person where, like, if if a movie is on midway on TV, like I'll, you know, I'm interested. You jump like right I in. Have, I'll, I'll jump right in. That's awesome. That is a very cool quality to have. I I tend to be like calling it a wash very quickly. Sometimes even if I have to come to the movies late, that's why I get there like 20 minutes early every time. Cause I'm like, I cannot miss even a part. I am a completist. So, so what is this movie though? That's what a great it? question. Uh, so I'll start with the synopsis. Okay. Okay. Cause that's always a good way to kind of get a concept of what we're talking about here. Well, I, you know, or who's, who's, who sponsors it? Like what products <laughs> are featured? Ooh, that's a good question. This one I believe is sponsored by herbs and roots. Ginseng. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They do good work. Ah, they do. It's true. Uh, so while returning home with his father... <laughs> yeah, I jump right in. Where would we be without herbs? Oh, 
I, about it. I do I love know. I do love herbs, except for cilantro, which is the devil. I'm just hoping to be sent some free herbs. Uh, <laughs> I guess what the deal is. I think that I think that this is the podcast to to spawn con for. Yeah, I'm on board for it. Okay, I'm get sorry. Those, so get those herbs. The synopsis. Let's hear it. Absolutely. So while returning home with his father and brother after shopping for medicinal herbs and roots, wow, already in there. Uh, Wong Fei Hung accidentally takes a Chinese artifact from gangsters who are stealing it for the British. I know that was a complicated sentence. But, oh, I follow. Oh, I follow. Perfect. And part of part of him wants to fight these gangsters, but he also doesn't okay. want to fight because his father is a pacifist, tells him not to. He's a doctor, you know. He doesn't want to be punching people. Um, so, he, so like, what's he going to do? I don't know. Maybe watch and find out. That's the synopsis. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty straightforward. You know, it's he gets into a kerfuffle and it goes from there. <laughs> so he's, like, gathering... He's on a peaceful mission to, like, to help... The medicine, med- medical field? Not, not exactly. Uh, I would say more like he and his father are like returning home um, on a train with his brother, okay. uh, and they were shopping for these herbs um, so that he, basically for his father's doctor business practice. That's the word. I swear I write for doctors. I know what doctor practices are <laughs> for his medicinal do- <laughs> doctor practice. But I so, assume like that's not most of the movie. It's like there's got to be a lot of punching in it right there is a lot of punching yeah exactly yeah no this is just the the setup for it um where that's sort of how he gets into it because he accidentally takes this artifact from these gangsters so you know that's where the fighting already kind of gets started i know how those gangsters love their artifacts they love artifacts they're so big fans of artifacts especially when (laughs) when wong fei hung is like i don't know what this artifact is i'm just here trying to grab my get my ginseng but they switched the packages uh by accident so he's like taking that artifact oh, okay well now you know i love any movie that involves like a switcheroo yeah this starts with a big switcheroo <laughs> uh, that he's not expecting and so yeah it goes into some fighting and then it goes into some other things i don't want to do any spoilers or anything oh, like that that's right no i actually i appreciate that i'm a weird stickler about good uh i mean yeah i if I can help it, but it's fine. But no, I, I, I was going to say, I appreciate that about this. It's like, oh, good. You're not going to give me spoilers. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm happy to hear that. I feel like that is in some way a marker of our age, too, because every time these everyone seems like they don't care anymore to some extent. They're just like, I'd rather be able to take part in the national like monoculture conversation than worry about spoiling. So, yeah, but I, I'm I'm old school like that. And I think you are, too. So that's wonderful. They probably just they want to go vape. <laughs> wait a minute even vaping is old school now that's the problem we're all we're all even vaping is old we've been replaced um, Man, you must be feeling old you keep talking about it yeah it's true it's true uh so this movie was directed by uh, uh i'm gonna be doing a terrible job with chinese names i'm a monster i apologize um uh it was directed by shall shall uh liang lu who directed the 36th Chamber of Shaolin, which people always say is one of the best kung fu movies of uh, all time. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that. I mean, there's like a whole Wu-Tang thing there too, right? Yeah, exactly. They're all huge fans of it. All the all the Wu-Tang clan folks are huge fans of the 36th Chamber, I think, and all these just various chambers, it seems like. Well, I like chambers. I'm a fan of... Uh... Good. I'm a big fan of chambers too. I love a good chamber. Uh-huh. <laughs> chamber music. Uh, yeah. Like valve. Chamber pop. Ooh, I love a good valve. Yeah, <laughs> I hate a bad valve. 
I'm cool with bivalves. Anyway. It's just all about the love, dude. That's how it should be. So were they talking about the 36th chamber during the uh, documentary you watched last night? No, it was a documentary specifically about, um, like, pioneering women in kung fu movies. Oh, that's fucking awesome. But it was from 1996, so it was like every other moment is pretty problematic. Oh, man. I'm not surprised. Not even a little. It was like like a double, triple, weird (laughs) whammy of like, well, there's some good information here, but But it's kind of regrettable. Oh, no. I I would would hate for anyone to walk in the room while this was on. (laughs) Oh, Um, no. What a nightmare. Yeah. No, but I mean, I haven't finished it. because if you want to talk about the true old flex, it was I went to bed in the middle of a movie. Boom. <laughs> Damn. I, I, wow. I, have, I, have, I have 30 minutes to go. That's um, incredible. No, I mean, I definitely watched this movie in pieces also. Uh, I watched oh, so it. you've seen it. You actually, you were able to see this one. Oh, what? what you, which one? Uh, 36 Drunken, Chamber or Drunken Masters? <laughs> Drunken Masters too. Oh, no. I only talk about movies I've seen before. Oh, okay. Because I thought you were saying you haven't seen it. So part of me, if you're hearing some hesitation, I was like, wait, has he seen Drunken Masters too? Uh, I have, to, oh, I just no. have to take your word for it that I have to see it when you haven't seen it. Is, do I, is this going to be me telling you, well, really, you should see the first one because it sounds like you're going to be more comfortable. Oh, no. The format of this podcast is very much movie that I've so. seen before and someone else has not seen. So. I thought so. I'm just <laughs> my voice. I thought so. People have heard me do that too. I'm not, uh, I think it runs in the family. <laughs> the family thing. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, yeah, I have not seen the first one and I have not seen 36 Chamber, but I love Drunken Master 2 and we are here to talk about it for that very reason. Uh, So uh, Shaolang Liu, the uh, director of this one, due to creative differences with Jackie Chan, quit as director of this movie uh, near the end and immediately went and directed the sequel to this movie, (laughs) which came out five months later. (laughs) Yeah, ruthless. Okay. Fucking incredible. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's what you do when you directed uh, uh, the 36th Chamber legendary kung fu movie. You go and you fucking, you don't stop moving. So I kind of right. respected that a lot. He's also in this movie, uh, but I'll tell you that after I talk about who it was written by. Jackie Chan's in this? Uh, the No, uh, the director, the, the director director. Oh, Ooh, I should sorry. I should be clear on that. Due to creative director, due to creative differences with Jackie Chan, uh, Sha Liang Lu went and directed the sequel to this movie. Okay. So he just quit this movie. He was like, I'm done. Jackie Chan <laughs> is arguing with me too much. I'm going to go make the sequel to this movie and it's going to be great. And then it immediately came out five months later. You probably don't want to enrage Jackie Chan, right? Here's the thing. This guy, this guy is the only one like who can... Uses- I don't feel like he uses his words, you know? Yeah, but neither does this director. Shaolang Lu, like, he... Oh, no disrespect intended, I'm sorry. He's the only He's the only guy who can fuck with Jackie Chan, apparently. I still wouldn't. No, I get that. <laughs> I'm all about the love, as I Well, Jackie say. Chan is a charmer. I wouldn't fuck with him, not because of potential physical violence, but because he's a charmer. Mm-hmm. A damn sweetie. Yeah, you're right. He would disarm you. You would forget. He would disarm you with his, with his heart, his soul, his words, his smile. Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. We love him. We love you. We do. <laughs> this is just a love letter to Jackie Chan, despite him being Sorry, like... I haven't seen any of your movies, but I love you. <laughs> so you haven't seen any Jackie Chan movies? No. That's no, incredible. No. This is this is very exciting for me, then. Not intentional. I, I don't know. You know, it's just... It's it just like, happens. You know, I, feel like, I feel like that's a thing. Like, when... At least when we were younger, that's a, like... I don't know if kids still do that, but it's just like... Ugh, you haven't seen everything? <laughs> Especially, like, 
like working in the places I've worked at, there'd still be some of that like in the workplace. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Well, that's actually the reason that I do. It's one of the reasons uh, we started this podcast was because mm-hmm. I love making ang- people angry when I haven't seen something before. They're like, oh, my oh, God, you've oh. never seen Titanic. And then they go crazy. I fucking love getting those people. I have go, seen Titanic. I've never seen it one day. I have no reaction. Yeah, that's the best. I love that. Because you were watching this. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah, all yeah, off yeah. watching. There's too much media to consume. There's no reason to waste our time being angry that someone hasn't consumed it. Uh, mm-hmm. It just means that they have it to look forward to, like you with Jackie Chan movies. So that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I no, love this it. This is actually helpful because it's, um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not like a big movie rewatcher. Except for everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, it's yes. Gotta be, it's got to be like a pretty distinct, special, unique movie that I'm like, yeah. Like Wally was another one. Mm-hmm. Like I, went, that was like in theaters too. Like I went back and saw it twice in theaters, which is pretty unusual. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, I'm the same way. Me. I almost never rewatch anything, but I definitely had to do that with everything ever all at once because I fucking loved it so much. Oh. I mean, we could probably just talk about that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> we could. I want to hear about Drunken Masters too. I feel like I'm barely, I barely have the skeleton of what the movie is together. I know there's artifacts, which I love. Yeah. And there's herbs, which I also love. There's British gangsters. Yeah. So uh, let me tell you by, by British people or. Ooh. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you a little bit more about it and right. uh, and I'll, I'll fill in that skeleton a little bit. I'm just I'm, I'm tingling with curiosity. You know, yeah, that's exciting. No, that's how it should there's be. No containing, there's no containing the, the tingles. Nor does there need to be. This is a tingle, uh, tingle friendly <laughs> podcast. This is pro tingle. <laughs> tingle positive zone. Yeah, tingle positive. That's what I was looking for. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed I it. You. I got you. Uh, so this movie was written by Edward Tang, who writ, uh, who wrote a ton of Jackie Chan's other movies like Rumble in the Bronx, Super Cop, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also written by Man Ming Tong, who only wrote this movie, and Kai Chi Yuan, who wrote. Uh, Once Upon a Time in China, which I believe I've heard is a good movie. I'm not sure. Uh, I think so. I know that there's Once Upon a Time in blank is a kind of like a sentence, a, a title structure you hear often for movies like this. Uh, and I know at mm-hmm. least one of them is very good, if not multiple. <laughs> Maybe it's a series. Um, regardless, this movie stars Jackie Chan as Wong Fei Hung. Uh, it stars Lung Ti as his father, Dr. Wong Kei Ying, uh, who is like a pacifist and he's like sort of a stern father archetype, basically. It has uh, Anita Mui as his stepmother, Ling, who is uh, sort of like a very fun uh, like stepmother. Um, she's like very young and very cool. And she's mm. like playing Mahjong with her friends, but hiding it all the time. And uh, sort of like a lot of a lot of very fun, like lying to her husband in a fun way where you're like, I'm rooting for this person. He's too stern. She's in the right. Uh, So she's a very she's a great like source of a lot of comedy in it. But I'll get to her later. So it also has, uh, as I mentioned, Sha Lang Lu, the director of the movie, as Master Fu Wen Chi, a martial arts master. He's in it. That's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, And Ho Sung Pak as I would say, basically like the main ba- bad guy gangster, Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a side note, Ho Sung Pak also played both Liu Kang and Shang Tsung in the first Mortal Kombat video game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was surprised, yeah. but that was fucking awesome. I was like, why does this guy look so familiar to me? <laughs> and then it turned out, I was like, yeah, he was in my life at a very young age, apparently. 
okay. You know, and then another weird Chicago thing, a video game thing, is like I know the dude who I thought he played Liu Kang in the first games, but I guess later did. Ooh. Um, Incredible. Yeah, who was that? Yeah. Oh. What'd you say? I said, who was that? I'm blanking on his name. That's why I was... <laughs> that's, that's very fair. That's very fair. Oh, no. Let me look it up. That's okay. We all got to run to the Google sometimes. I hate it. This is, this is the true sign of uh, <laughs> getting older. Is um... oh, I can just punch it in later, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, you can say he was Luke King. That's what I was wondering. I was like, was he lying? Maybe I won't mention his name. Who knows? I feel like there have been so many, um, iterations of those games and movies at this point. You just never know. (laughs) You can't go through life without meeting someone who claimed to be Luke King. (laughs) I mean, Shang Tsung is full of souls. So I would understand a lot of people claiming to be Shang Tsung because he's got a lot of souls in him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, anyway, no, so please continue. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I found that to be a really fun surprise because I was like, oh, video games, it's connecting already. Also, mm-hmm. apparently the English dub of this movie also features Brian Cranston. Oh, really? Yep. I don't know he which role a, he was playing, though. He did, you know, right after Breaking Bad, he did Godzilla. That, he, did a Godzilla, he did a Godzilla movie. Yeah, I do remember that. This is way, 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 way before know, it, too. But, 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 but learning this factoid... I mean, I love this sort of useless knowledge. It's like, oh, I wonder if just like he was a huge fan of. Oh, because it seemed very random, didn't? And yeah, then, like, I think, and I've heard he, I've heard he's talked about like, oh, Godzilla was like a very tactical choice of like going hard the other way. Interesting. Back, but I, I mean, I don't know. I read his book. I, I'm a huge Breaking Bad. Oh, cool. Called Saul. Fan. I had no idea. I mean. I, I love talked that. to Brian Cranston, but I was like, oh, maybe there's something there. But yeah. I think that's sort of the reality. Is like. I, I think way more people are, are fans of these kinds of movies. Um, or maybe it was just a job, you know? Maybe it was just a gig. I bet. Is he, is, he, is he, like, recognizable in it? Who does he play? I actually don't know who he plays in it. I, I saw all of the lists of... of I saw the list of all the names <laughs> who did the English yeah. dub, and he was buried in that list, and I was like, is it the same Brian Cranston? It absolutely was. But, mm. I, yeah, I don't know who he played in it. Well, this actually gets to a very important issue of the day are you a dubs or a subs kind of fellow a great question indeed uh so i'm just Just answer the question there are many (laughs) factors to consider uh i love them both i'm on board with both of them i mean i watched this one with subtitles because that was what was the option like it was uh it was on youtube as the option so i was like sure um and i didn't really find any other versions of it anywhere to watch but i was like sure i'm down for a subtitle watch and uh yeah but i also like i've said before on this podcast i also do a comedy show where we dub each other's voices for the whole half hour so my my thing about that is that i'm happy with all of them any of them is fine subs are fine dubs are fine uh whatever has whatever's available to me is good uh for this specific movie uh, which I found on YouTube and uh, and rented on there. Uh, they had the the sub version, and I was like, sure, sounds great. Uh, but I think when I originally saw it, I probably saw it with dubbing because that's probably how they released it in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like maybe appropriate for these kind of movies, right? Because like, I mean, I don't want to bring it back to video games necessarily, but like, there's a game. Have you ever played Shenmue? Uh, no, but I mean, I've heard about it a lot, and it was such a big like feature for the Dreamcast that I was like, good, keep this system alive. 
didn't work, but <laughs> much to the chagrin. Not but, even a little. Uh, it man, probably I, worked longer than it than anything, but it did not work. Yeah. A buddy, a buddy of mine was the uh, editor of the official Dreamcast magazine, so he incredible felt the pinch quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but there was like there was this, there, there was a story I always wanted to write about that game series Shenmue because yeah, it, part of the charm of it is. Um, the very strange voice acting. Uh, yeah. you, you play as this, I guess he's supposed to be a teenager. He goes to sleep in his jeans. Uh, there's a lot of like weird details about it. And you're supposed to be like <laughs> playing to avenge the death of your father. Um, and Incredible. You, you, it's a game filled of just like, you can go and like get a job driving a forklift. You can do everything, but like prioritize avenging <laughs> your father's <laughs> death. But the thing that like really makes it for me is the voice acting, which is like Ooh. very stilted and strange. And I wanted to do a piece investigating like, is the voice acting like this as a nod to what English dubs were like of Kung Fu movies? Interesting. Um, that was sort of, but you know, like I, it's it's weird how like you can never watch, um, you know, anything in a particular genre, but you're still kind of aware of like what the tropes of it are, what the deal is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we live in society. We live in America. We will hear about tropes no matter what. <laughs> well, I don't know, because I because I was going to say like, well, I feel like I'm usually. I don't know if it's like being a purist, but I'm like, well, I kind of want to hear it as it was originally intended. So I'll go for the subtitles. Yeah, I like that. I think that's really fair. But there's no guarantee that any of that's going to be quote unquote authentic, right? Because it could, the the meaning could be totally be, um, I was going to say molested, but molested in the way that, you know. Sure. Not that there's a good way. Um, No, like perverted. (laughs) Right. There's only good ways there. Um, Yeah, clearly. Um, yeah, but that's, that's, I, I think to me, what it comes down to is whatever conveys the original intent and mm-hmm. really like draws you in. I think if it does those two things well, then you're great. Like, yeah, I, I love seeing a studio Ghibli movie where you have like Claire Danes doing VO and she's fucking nailing it. You're like, I'm in because I'm not being brought <laughs> out of the movie. Right. Danny DeVito. Oh my God. Um, a delight. Michael, Michael Keaton. Oh, um, my favorites. They're stable. Uh, isn't Christian Bale in one of them. Their stable of American be actors is, is um, I don't think those people have ever met in real life or been in any <laughs> other kind of movie together. I'm sure they were never even there at the same time. Very much like the movie Shrek and how it was uh, recorded. Mm, I, I Here's the thing. If if we have an option between uh, Mike Myers doing a right. donkey uh, or Eddie Murphy doing a donkey voice or a subtitle, yeah. I'm going donkey mm-hmm. voice every time. Yeah, I mean that's bulletproof. I can't I can't poke any holes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, when it's bulletproof, you know. Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, I mean like uh like I also I run a, a comedy show where we dub each other's voices the whole time, so I'm on board for dubbing as a concept too. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun um and can surprise you. But um, drunken masters too then like should I do the sub or the dub or I mean, here's you sound, you sound a little biased if i'm being oh, honest i feel like my recommendation is do whatever you can get a hold of it's a movie from you know 1994 so a mm. lot of the times uh, another affliction of us old men is that it's really fucking hard to find movies we love because they're just not on the internet anymore sometimes right i mean so, i keep picking up my mouse and pointing it at the screen but nothing's happening <laughs> Here, yeah, you're still using a mouse. That's the real problem. Oh, it all goes through hands now. It's your hand. 
Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. A common mistake happens to me all the time. Sometimes I try to feed my mouse. That's a whole different problem. Oh, okay. Uh, Old person joke. That's the real problem. But yeah, but yeah, wherever you can find it, like I found, like I said, found it on YouTube, rented it on there. So if you're watching it and you find it on YouTube, you'll see the original version from 94 with the subtitles. You have to actually click add subtitles. When I started mm-hmm. watching, I was like, oh, this is, I'm fully not understanding what's happening. Hold on. Uh, it, was just, it was just in the original language. And yeah, else. exactly. And I was just like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. That's on me. Well, but I mean, they say, like, I think that was like Hitchcock or, or someone, you know, it's like, well, you could like, cause he came out of um, silent movies. It was mm-hmm. like, well, and I think like a lot of writers and, you know, the thing is like, well, you should be able to follow it even if you don't know what they're saying. Sure. And I get that too. There's something fascinating. Like I truly had a moment where I was like, should I just leave it? That'd be kind of fun. I I would be curious. I may try that. It's like, I just, I'm wondering like, Hmm, I don't know. I like, I know there was something about herbs, but it feels like some of the nuance (laughs) might be lost here. Yeah. That's sort of the key. Um, but in the end, uh, a cool fighting movie is a cool fighting movie. So I think you'd still enjoy it on some level, but I recommend watching it and understanding what's happening. <laughs> I mean, you know, I thought I was going to be a weird pick for this because I was like, yeah, if you tell me to see it, I'll go see it. But I'm like trying to still parse what the movie is. Like, Yeah, no, we still have a lot to talk about. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, let me get into some other stuff. Um, I'm going to go for uh, when I sort of first saw this movie. So I saw this movie in theaters. Uh, like I said, came out in 94, but... Uh, but I saw it in the U.S. in the year 2000, so I was in high school, and that's post rush hour. So at that point, everybody really knew Jackie Chan. Was like excited. Not I had me. seen him. I, yeah, everybody, everybody else. But at least you knew of him at that point. I would assume. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I never saw, I never saw Rush Hour. <laughs> it's just like truly fair. There's a whole category <laughs> of movie here I've never seen, which is weird because I got really into a bunch of other action movies from the era. Yeah, um, I love that though. I feel like you have a lot ahead of you and there are definitely different flavors of this kind of movie, you know, because like Rush Hour was like a movie that was made in English versus these movies. Oh, good. I know what that is. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a different kind of feeling where Jackie Chan is a little more out of his element rather than in these where he's like fully the master of them and he's been doing mm-hmm. it for so many years um and he brings his own interesting flavor to it uh and he's sort of in those movies he's he's playing almost with the idea of not knowing how to speak english as well as everybody else um but yeah in in these like i think i had seen him i think potentially in the movie super cop in paris in 1994 with my with my parents i might have seen rumble in the bronx in 96 or first strike in 97 but i genuinely do not remember at this point Mm. I remember the name Operation Condor. I don't recognize the description of it at all. I remember the operation. Yeah, it was a good operation. It was. It was. It was you were there for Condor? Fuck yeah! No, Love I mean, Condor. No, I never saw the movie, but the operation was. A no, success. me too. I mean, you were there for Operation Condor. We were both there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I was in the observation deck above. Above the Condor. Well, yeah, it had landed. Yeah, that's a good oh. point. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. I wondered what it was like being up in the deck. I was just way on the bottom. <laughs> uh, it's so funny that we, we we would meet in New York several years later. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, if you could afford the nice seats. Mm. Like, I guess in this scenario, the higher up seats are better. Yeah, um, I would imagine. Oh, for medical stuff, I think you get the most learning from a mm. higher vantage point. Yeah, you don't want to be in Operation Condor. You don't want to be like really 
like in the thick of it. Right. It seems dangerous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess um, at this point, I usually ask what uh, guest first impressions are of this movie based on what I've said so far. I still can't picture it. <laughs> That's truly fair. I want to ask like, are there like really cool stunts in it? Like, I feel like this is probably not about the story, which is fine. Correct. It's probably about the action, but I'm like... Yeah, but part of it is really helping guests have a good concept of what to expect in terms of sort of the general feeling of the movie. And I would say that the feeling of the movie is sort of a mix of like Jackie Chan in in the town that he lives in with his dad and his, and his stepmom and his brother. And he's just like, he sees his friends, he goes to the marketplace, things like that. So that's kind of... There's a little bit of that everyday life feeling and like him helping his dad be a doctor a little bit, helping around the house, being like a dutiful son. Um, but within that, there are there are moments of conflict with these gangsters who are sent by the British to like steal these artifacts and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of the good layout of, of the What's feeling the of tone? it. What's the tone, though? I mean, is it uh, like- it's, it's comedic and it's also kind of like a, a bit of like a, a family story. So who's, um, who's, the, who's the drunken master, or is that not revealed until the end? Like, that's a really great question. So, kidding, <laughs> just such a dumb joke. <laughs> no, but I do love it because here's it the thing: it's like as the sequel, we should know. Yeah, like, like every movie is about a different drunken master. I it? mean, I'll be honest. When I was watching it, I wasn't sure for a while. Well, you we didn't have English on the subtitles. No, I did. Oh. <laughs> I mean, but even even <laughs> but even that. I was further stymied. Yeah. You left a review on YouTube, right? A little bit, yeah. I was just like, this is unacceptable because reasons. <laughs> um, no, My but... My chair was weird. <laughs> yeah, Amazon screwed me. I was expecting a free blah, blah, blah. So... This is a terrible beach blanket. <laughs> I love those reviews that are like, not about the thing, but about what their expectation was. And so dumb. Oh, the look incredible. on the face of the delivery person. This is like, we have run out of ideas on how a revenge works. <laughs> It's true. So um, I think what it what it ends up being is that I think Jackie Chan in the first movie trained under a drunken master and learned drunken boxing, okay. uh, which is the form of Kung Fu that he practices. And mm-hmm. in the second movie, he knows it still, but he doesn't do it anymore uh, because his dad doesn't want him to do it because... It's uh, he, was, he was grounded or something. Basically, a version of that. Oh, <laughs> it's like okay. a version of grounded. Um, How old is his son in the movie at this oh, point? He, you know, he's probably playing. He's probably playing younger than he really is. But he um, like a backwards baseball hat, or I mean, I I would. I actually don't know how old he's supposed to be in this movie, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being like assuming he's somewhere in his early 20s but he probably really isn't okay well i have like a million questions that i don't want it to sound like i'm making fun of the movie i was just well, curious like that's fair why does, his, why does his dad need help being a doctor and why is he oh to help him is it like well i think that's kind of a cultural thing at that point where you're like i think you know because a lot of the times um you know people are still living with their families uh long 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 after in you know america and they're helping out and it's kind of more of a community focused thing oh so it wasn't about like like technical skills no it's truly like you will probably inherit this business at some point but you know you're supposed to help your father and kind of do that thing he wants to be a drunken master Oh no, he wants to. He wants very oh. much to. He very much wants to help because his dad that, and be traditional in that way. Because of that hustle culture, he, <laughs> he, he, needs, he needs two jobs <laughs> at all times. <laughs> out there delivering stuff out of nowhere. 
also <laughs> like animating right. movies, helping people out. He's doing what he can. He's a drunken task rabbit is what it is. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, uh, this was like, this. W- <laughs> I mean, I have very that good transitions. The, clearly. That was, that was the correct response. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, but he's I, not I, really, I'm, still, I'm still trying to picture it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would say he's not, he's not necessarily the drunken master in it. Um, he learned from a drunken master in the first one. And he now is in this, you know, in his hometown again, and he's not practicing drunken master Kung Fu because his dad doesn't want him to. So he's just kind of living life. He's, he goes to the market. He helps his Mm -hmm. dad's business. You know, he's, he's doing stuff, being a good son while his, his brother is being like the faily sort of son, kind of the shitty dumb son where they kind of make fun of him all the time. And he's like, it was this guy's fault probably because he's a stupid one. Oh, you know, he's just like the fuck up of the family. Yeah, okay. he's like the easy fuck up joke. You know, it's it's a comedy. It's very much a, a comedy, and it's it's very much like a, a kung fu movie comedy. So they rely on a lot of very specific tropes that you see throughout the genre, like you know, like the the dumb the dumb younger brother, and like the the lying stepmother and things like that, and just sort of things that you can sort of tell feel like tropes at that point. Is it funny? Like, like, do you laugh at it or is it just sort of like it's comical and you're like, oh, OK, this is just lighthearted? It's actually a really interesting mix. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later, actually, because that's one of my reasons for it. Ah, OK. Um, I feel like I'm breaking how your show works. No, I'm you're just, actually doing I'm perfectly. Just, I'm just so curious. No, wow. you're doing great. This is perfect. Uh, I'm actually going to go into those five reasons right now. Five reasons. Do you have like a little music you play or? No, there's no sting at all. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to? Yes, please. Uh, all right, let me. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was hoping you'd be singing. I've never. Well, I, don't I don't think I've heard you sing before, so I was very excited. I don't want to infringe on existing copyright, so I decided to go to YouTube. <laughs> you only sing songs that exist already. I was hoping for immediate musical improv. <laughs> uh, next time. Next time. So I'm going to start this uh, section by saying that the original movie of this, uh, or the original version of this movie, actually mm-hmm. ends on kind of a problematic brain damage joke. Uh, it was cut, it was cut from the North American version for being in bad taste, which is genuinely really nice to hear for a year 2000s movie. Like that's way progressive, unfortunately for that time. Probably an accident. (laughs) Exactly. It was like like, the one good thing. Yeah. PR was like, yeah, just say it was because of that reason. Not not because we lost the masters of the movie or something. Yeah. And I think it was probably Miramax too. So like one of the few things they did right, as opposed to all the monstrous things they did as monsters. Well, excuse me. Even the word masters is problematic. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoops. But I was just quoting what they said. So. Yeah, that seems right. Uh, but the subtitle version on YouTube that I watched still had that joke. And I was like, no. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I read about this and went, oh, I'm glad they cut it somewhere at least. But yeah, it was a, it was a bum, a bit of a bummer of an ending where I was like, guys, come on. But again, this was made in 1994. Because I love a good brain damage joke. It's just, <laughs> a, it's just such a rich tapestry for comedy. Right. You know? It's just like it's such a it's such a beautiful as a person who grew up with a uh, with with brain damage of some kind. I get to make those jokes, too. What a good feeling. Well, laughter is the best medicine. That's what Patch Adams told me. <laughs> I was waiting for the mention of Robin Williams when I was asking, is this actually funny or is it just comical? Because nothing <laughs> makes me cringe more. And I think this may be just be specific to the Robin Williams oeuvre is like mm. when other actors have to be laughing at Ooh. him in the movie. 
Yeah, um, that's a little rough. Yeah, well, I yes, Patch Adams though, you know. Go on. <laughs> he, had a, he had a prescription pad for chuckles. It's true. He had a bottomless that's a movie prescription. I've seen, not this movie though. <laughs> Well, I will tell you about the differences in five reasons. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought that was one of them. No, 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 no. Um, that was uh, that was kind of uh, letting people know a little bit of a warning that there's like kind of a problematic thing at the end. But even though oh, it I was see. cut, a TW. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. you know, if if anything's a spoiler, it's that. But it's not really because it truly has nothing to do with the plot. So the first reason why I think you absolutely need to see Drunken Master Two uh, is that. The movie just gets progressively more and more fun as it goes on. Like, as a high school kid, I was probably immediately hooked. But as an adult watching this recently, I was a little skeptical. I was like, you know, is this going to be worth doing? It's starting a little slow. Uh, What's going on? And then eventually everything fell into place and it just picked up and just got more and more fun. So, yeah, uh, it definitely holds up in, in a very fun way. So it's worth sticking with. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. How long is it? Uh, I don't remember the answer. I think it's like an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. I'm just trying to like picture the, the chart of how it, it gets better. As it the progression. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 why not just start on the last page then? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> that's, that's where the movie starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to start watching an hour 30 in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah as oh, I said, I will tune in. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. No, don't worry. It's definitely it's definitely always where it's there's nothing about it. that's like annoying at the top or anything. It just takes a little bit where you're like, OK, why are they on this train? What's going on? What's the story? Who are these people? And when it all kind of falls into place and they're back home mm-hmm. and you have like a situation, that's where you're like, OK, you have a situation. So you have something to play it against. Did they ever like remake this movie or reboot the series or? I'm not sure if they kept going after the third one. Oh, okay, so there's a third one. All right. Oh, that's the one, oh, that's the one I was telling you about before, where the director of this movie quit to mm. make the sequel of this, Drunken Master Three. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So my second I'm reason. A lot today. Yeah. Yeah, which is it's a lot. It's a lot. And I love how we barely talked about the first one. <laughs> my favorite. We'll never talk about it. I have nothing it's, to say about it. I've still never seen it. <laughs> the first one is it brought us to the second one. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise heard pass yeah i honestly have heard that this one is the better one by like leaps and bounds like this is the one to watch and some people i've heard say like this is the kung fu movie to watch so and like the jackie chan movie to watch so uh yet yet another reason why i picked it but let me go on to my second reason um and that is that drunken boxing kung fu is really fucking fun to watch i'm Faintly aware. I mean, I think I know why it's called that, which is like you move around as if you were drunk and it makes you unpredictable. Yes. As a combatant. But I don't know if this is like a style people actually do or if it's just for the movies or it's a you know it is, I mean? yeah, I believe from what I saw that it was a real style, but that there is not quite as much alcohol involved as there is in the movies, because not that would make much. it genuinely harder to do. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah I don't know a huge amount about the style but um there is such a ridiculous fluidity to drunken boxing. Well, it's like fun to watch is, is my point. Yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, very very fun. It's it's very much that feeling of you have no idea what I'm going to do and neither do I because I'm very drunk. Uh and it feels very like loose in a way that probably was really difficult to choreograph. So mm. there's a little bit more feeling of like admiration and 
uh, Jackie Chan being a guy who, we, as, as everyone says, does his own stunts all the time. You're like, how did he do this? Well, you know, I was watching that. God, I'll have to look up what it was called. Um, this documentary last night, and they were talking about how, like, a lot of... Um, it's called Top Fighter 2 Deadly China Dolls. Incredible, incredible. Regrettable. Yeah, man. very, very. Um, the two, come on. Yeah, um, who's gonna who's gonna these days? The squeakler or nothing. Uh, but you know, funny enough, it is another one where it's like, oh, I think maybe the sequel is better than the uh, the the first one. But nice. um, <clears throat> they were talking about how a lot of these women came in from like opera or ballet, oh, wow. and Michelle Yeah was talking about how like you know she basically had been doing choreography stuff since she was four years old. Wow. He was talking about, this was 1996, he was talking about how these movies, those types of movies are just an extension of that. Of and, choreography, sure. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's like obvious if you hear someone say it and you think about it, it's like, yeah, but then it's like, they keep showing all these clips of these movies and it's like, oh, these are just, these are just adults playing. You know, like, I mean, they're playing, they're holding weapons and they're kicking and it's a lot of violence and stuff. It's play violence, but it's still, it's like, you know, there's a lot of, um, yeah, choreography. Yeah, it's so important. It's like having a really, really, really deep knowledge of an art form to a point where you can make it look as though it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. But it's so deeply choreographed to the point where everyone's safe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm sure that... I have a feeling I've either heard about interviews or or just assumed at this point that Jackie Chan loves and owes a lot to like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and all those yeah. physical comedy things. And those took so much choreography to not have a house fall on you and kill you <laughs> back right. in those no, days. And I've, heard, and I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, I haven't seen any of these movies, but I've, I've heard that and like the, the, the gratitude or the, you know, what's, what's owed to, you know, Buster Keaton. Sure. But also these movies have been made for such a long time too. It seems like just uh, these, these Kung Fu movies and they all seem like the people who worked on them worked on hundreds of them. Like the guy who directed this made so many movies and Jackie Chan made so many movies that, and like Michelle Yeoh made so many movies that Mm -hmm. it's gotta be in the bones at some point. And, And it's just about like, we all have a common language of fighting and every movie we make is like fucking around in 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 that way and like pushing boundaries mm-hmm. and trying to find new ways of using the art form. But uh, but yeah, there, there's really great fight scenes and stunts in this movie um, that involve drunken boxing. And uh, um, there's also sort of clearly very Three Stooges influence things happening okay. in it. You can really tell where he's like pausing a moment to like pretend to poke somebody's eyes out and you're like, yep, it's adorable. Uh, which also feels very 90s in some way. Uh, and I, I think the highlight for me from these fight scenes was everything that involved fire. Okay. Because as you can imagine, if it's drunken boxing, fire and alcohol do not mix well. So... <laughs> I think they, I think they mix way too well. They mix incredibly well. That's a very <laughs> good call. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe yeah, that's actually the problem is they're too reactive. Yeah, scarily well, and that's why it's so fun. So, um I think that you have things to look forward to so in terms just of There's a lot of there's a lot of spectacle. There's yeah. a lot of spectacle and because it's Jackie yeah. Chan, it's very fun and I think um a lot of a lot of a lot of the comedy in this movie that um that that 
is the easiest to appreciate now as opposed to in the 90s that doesn't rely on tropes is the comedy that comes within those fight sequences it's a real shame because you know you know the um oh uh, thomas lennon and uh the other yeah state ben Durant, Robert yeah, ben yeah. Durant, yeah you know there's that book they wrote about right. screenwriting mm-hmm. uh with some very callous title how to whatever get filthy rich making yeah very fun very fun basically like here's the here's the formula to make brainless movies basically yep. <laughs> um and it's sad that like in my memory banks one of the main things about jackie chan is the story they tell in that book about meeting and pitching jackie chan on a movie at a restaurant mm. and jackie chan just doing a bunch of like kiss the ring type power moves coming to the restaurant late oh. coming, coming immaculately dressed in like an all white outfit wow women on both arms (laughs) and then they pitch him the idea they wanted to do very gossipy i mean it's just like this is just (laughs) not correct but this is the only one of the few things i have in my mind about jackie chan is the story where they pitch him a movie and then the ultimate flex he does after all that stuff is he flicks a toothpick that he had in his mouth at the wall and it sticks in the wall (laughs) amazing so that's kind of all I know about Jackie Chan. That's, <laughs> that's fascinating. But, well, uh, yeah, was, I mean, it's mm. a little like the uh, um, everything, everywhere, all at once thing. of like, well, I don't think I'm appreciating this on as deep of a level given sure. like, the actor's journey to like what this role is and what they're bringing to it. Because like, you know, Michelle Yao is like 60. Um, and so... It's, I don't know. I She's mean, had a full a full life and career before it, and it's yeah, the, the it's, references it's, are all interwoven ways we don't know. It's the same with Jackie Chan too, where it's like, well, I don't. I mean, I wish I had nothing but time. I would watch everything that I could. And it sure, actually, does sound like, especially just Jackie Chan being in it. It sounds like Drunken Masters too is like a pretty solid starting point. You I know? think so. Like, I'd say definitely because it kind of yeah. straddles the difference. It straddles the line a little bit, but is still, I would say, like mid mid early period because it was before all the U.S. ones. Right, 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 right. Yeah. When did it come out? Ninety four. You said. Uh ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, I, I think that uh, what I when I was reading about this one is that Jackie Chan used to have a bunch of bodyguards around him all the time, which is also a thing I did not expect, but feels like a thing that makes sense for a lot of those people who were in action movies and like fighting movies back in the 90s. To protect from fans or like where people, were there legitimate attacks? They're probably macho idiots who come and try and fight them because they don't know it's not real. <laughs> but I don't know, honestly. I'm not sure why why they had them, but... Um, oh, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a certain level of popularity where I'm like, sure, I get it. So one of the guys in this movie is one of Jack was one of Jackie Chan's bodyguards who um, was also an actor. <laughs> it's and that hustle culture again. Yeah, he's got to do jobs. everything. <laughs> I once, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the guy who originally was supposed to do like the big fight scene at the end, or, or like one of the big fight scenes rather, um, wa- uh, couldn't do it because of ankle instability stuff i guess or something or oh, like a fun. lot of yeah a lot of ankle issues stuff or, or i don't know the exact nature um he couldn't do it so this bodyguard guy had to kind of step in uh but he was you think I, the bodyguard guy sabotaged that other person i hope i hope so <laughs> you I gotta you gotta i, I don't know i just no no like i'm kidding there's, still... a whole, there's a whole story in there of like how reluctant was he to <laughs> step in you know it's a good question i think they were yeah. both already in the movie 
just oh, doing doing different things. But I may I may be wrong on that. I, originally, I was like, he put his bodyguard in the movie, and then I looked in the bodyguard. It had so many roles before that that I was like, oh, he's an actor I too. See. Yeah. But well, originally, I wasn't so sure. Now I'm going to be watching it, paying attention to an- ankle strength. That's what you should be doing because yeah. those are ankles. They pro- how are they pro- how are they pronating? You know? <laughs> oh my. Fine? Are they fine? I this is a clean down. podcast. This actually makes me think we should start a YouTube. Ch- Sorry, <laughs> it makes me think we should start a YouTube channel of like pod- podiatrist watches. You know, that's good. Like, Honestly, like get, a, get a foot doctor to watch a bunch of kung fu movies. I would say that's probably a thing. Is that something? Can we sell it to? Can we sell it to Hulu? Can we do it with, by the end of the episode? No, I mean it's probably already a thing. Oh, see? Like. Yeah. I feel like there's enough uh, things of the scientists idea that good must already exist. <laughs> but there are already so many like scientists watching oh. sci-fi movies and shit. I'm sure that they have like physiology experts and kinesiology yeah. experts I'd watching like tons of people come in and just ruin the fun. Yeah, yeah. it's such a good time. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, oh, this isn't real. Um, and everyone's like, well, well, great. <laughs> why did I watch this for? Yeah. Yeah, so sad. Uh, the third reason why you should see my yeah. my perfect uh, my perfect segues continue. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the third reason why you should definitely see Drunken Master Two is that the stepmother in this movie is hilarious uh, and has really great lines um, that are mm-hmm. very funny. Uh, at the beginning of this movie, I was like, I don't know if the non physical like if the non action scene based comedy is really playing for me. It feels a little dated. Um, I was a little worried. It was a little cringy and dated, but, um, the further it goes on, the more you sort of see the stepmother becoming empowered in a cool way and like really playing her husband in like a fucking great way, uh, mm-hmm. where she's on the side of, of Jackie Chan, her son all the time. And she's like undermining this sort of very strict dad. She also fully nails the physical comedy moments really well. Uh, she nails the fighting, and she is played by Anita Louis, who I had no idea who was. But it turns out that she was known as the Madonna of Hong Kong in the 80s and was the queen of Hong Kong pop. Okay. Which is fucking awesome. And she kills it in this. That's cool. <laughs> it was so nice. I was like, why is this person so good? And then it turned out she was so good because she has been a performer so she, her whole life. Is she, is she playing older than she really is then? Oh, I would say... I actually, you know... It's weird. It's a little confusing because I think that all the ages in this were kind of wrong and all over the place. Because okay, see, now you're at, that's how you're getting me in. For, I mean, I'm already interested, but now I'm like, okay, well, not only can I picture it, but that actually, uh, yeah, it was that weirdly is like a value add for me. Yeah, it was sort of like the the she the stepmother seemed like oh this is the young attractive new stepmom that this that this new um that that the father like marries after after his ex wife or whatever. But um, <laughs> which is also kind of a trope where you're like, oh, she's young, da da da. But um, right. she, I think she was actually the sister of his original mother in this movie. So okay. I don't think it was necessarily like that. But the dad seems pretty young too, and in reality, apparently, the dad is seven years older than Jackie Chan is in yeah. real life. So the ages were kind of all over the place. Oh, I'm gonna be writing a letter, believe me. Um, Amazon will hear of this. <laughs> the internet shall know the pain. Uh, but this, yeah, this, she definitely, this, this doesn't seem plausible. It seems implausible. <laughs> such anger, such rage. Yeah, um, you know, I try to keep it on check, but, but you know, it's got to come out. It's got to bubble over into the internet. 
There's no way this actor is that other actor is fake dad. <laughs> There's just no way. Impossible. Yeah, it really took me out of it. <laughs> right. Um, oh, my God. And also, things... Here's the thing. There were a lot of jokes that we apparently left on the table on this episode, and I say that because every time you mention hustle culture, I have not been saying kung fu hustle culture. Mm-hmm. And I should have been, because that was an incredibly funny movie. That's too bad that... Um... You didn't mention it. I know. I feel like a monster. Have you actually, that's a good question. Have you seen any of those? No. Ah, those are incredible. Like, fuck. Those are very, very, very good. Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer are like really yeah, high are, level. I hear of all of these, but I've not seen them. It's weird. Yeah. I, I mean, they were very big in America. I would say at least medium, medium America that like kind of ended up being cult classics here. But those are also um, like comedy like is that just being like it doesn't take itself too seriously but it's still basically an action movie no those i think those were i mean it it it's interesting because jackie chan movies are often comedies that really right. really really stride the line between comedy and kung fu because it's incredible kung fu every time and they take that seriously but they also have funny things in it it's like a medium for comedy but it's still as americans like oh it's an action comedy it's an action movie but I would say that uh, Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer both are more on the side of comedy. Mm. Like their base reality is a little more comedy focused. They have a lot more scenes that are not fighting, but are still very fighty. But uh, actually, I think the main difference is that mm-hmm. with Shaolin Soccer, there are funny physical comedy bits that have nothing to do with fighting. Okay. Like they kick the soccer ball in a way that's insane and no human being could ever do. And it feels very Looney Tunes and very ridiculous. Yeah. Or like the joke is someone standing up and it turns out they're incredibly tall or big or whatever. God, I can't remember what that's from anymore. But oh, I don't think. Don't worry, I'll be sending them a letter too. Oh, good. Yeah, I think it was actually, I think that was in Kung Fu Hustle where the guy was like, tell, he was like, I'll fight anyone in this village, anyone. And then some very tiny guy stands up and it turns out he's incredibly tall and muscular. And he's like, "Never mind, not that guy. So right. it's just yeah. these physical comedy bits that seem kind of impossible. And those would never have been in any Kung Fu movies, any Jackie Chan movies. So those are a little bit more on the side of straight comedy comedies, gotcha. but, but the stuff in them still incredible martial arts. Whereas this type of movie is very much like a, like a 90 more of like a 90s comedy with a lot of martial arts in it and like traditional things so i don't know it's it's the lines are very strange but in general watch watch those movies they're fucking great i recommend those oh, next. I'm, jot, I'm jotting some of these down yeah they're incredibly um, funny and so weird and just the funniest weirdest shit uh i rec- i definitely recommend watching uh shaolin soccer and then Kung Fu Hustle, because all of the people in it are the same people playing very similar, but or playing very different roles. Hmm. So like the nicest guy in one of them is the villain in the in the next. And you're like, oh, I love this. <laughs> it's a good crew, the same crew. Um, but yeah, that's funny. I hadn't even I hadn't really been thinking too much about that beforehand. Well, I don't know. I mean, I like when there's like a director uh, and they have like a stable of actors and it's like a little bit like a band yeah know? me like too it, like it reminds me of like um you know the simon Pegg movies with uh alexander what's his name alexander wright the director oh uh St- um, not not stephen wright that would be someone else uh, <laughs> not alexander wright he's a football player 
God damn it. Oh, man, don't make me look it up. I know, um, right? Yeah, with, with, uh, with, with Nick Frost and all those guys. Yeah, and, um, yeah, exactly. That's cool, though. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, of course, it makes sense that there would be that sort of thing in kung fu movies, too. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see that. Not, that. not Stephen Wright, not the deadpan laconic stand-up <laughs> you know he's in there too I but i'd actually love to out. see him direct a, a kung fu movie too i would love to see him be in it i don't know about the directing i can't That's decide I, I said i'd like to see him direct it yeah <laughs> he might be right damn this is yeah, tough yeah, yeah. this is very you might be Stephen right on this one uh i'm not sure yeah, yeah i'd give it, give it one Steven, try edgar and Stephen. yeah they can team up there's no wrong ideas of brainstorming there's so. no there's no edgar or Stephen wrong situation going on there that's very true. That's very, That's true. very, very true. All Might the puns. Be the most truthful thing we've said all this time. I hope. I hope we keep it going. So the fourth reason to see <laughs> Drunken Master 2 is that it is a very, and this keys into the things we've been talking about. It's a very like silly and fun comedy. And it's very I Love Lucy in parts. When I was a kid, I remember thinking that. And then when I was rewatching, I was like, no, I don't know what you know. What? And then I noticed moments that were incredibly I Love Lucy, like the stepmother fake crying in the same way that Lucy would, plus like most mm. older sitcoms, the comedic premise is a misunderstanding covered up by bigger and bigger lies. Right, yeah. And, yeah, and plus all the physical comedy. So it's just right, 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 firmly right. in that place. Um, yeah, and so I think that there is a really nice feeling to seeing that when you're watching and be like, oh, you can tell where the influences are and it's fun to see that woven into to Kung Fu and into the normal base reality sort of family stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fifth reason is that this movie calls out British people and their shitty museum colonialism. <laughs> see? Yep. <laughs> now, you're, now you're speaking my language. That's right. I love to see it. I'm like, oh, so the bad guys are the British? Fuck yeah, I'm on board. Because mm. you never know. Because there are a lot of Jackie Chan movies where he plays a cop and all his friends are cops and the bad guys are either like criminals or crooked cops. And you're like, ah, I can't get on board for this these days. It's a little creepier. It's a little shittier. But mm-hmm. in this movie, I was like, oh, oh, Jackie Chan is like a dutiful like son. And he helps out his dad, who's a doctor. And he's fighting like gangsters and also British people who are like working on the same shit. So I think mm-hmm. that you can you can feel cool watching this and not be like, a cab, fuck these people. <laughs> <A-cab>. <laughs> it comes up a lot on this podcast, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially talking about 90s movies and earlier. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, man. <laughs> simpler times. Simpler times. Simpler, simpler times out, for white people. <laughs> turns out, yeah, it was just the people who were simple. <laughs> it's true. It's a good way of looking at it. Um, no, I mean, I'm sold. I don't know. Yeah, I think that was perfect. And uh, so the bonus reason why I think you should check Ooh, this out bonus. is I watched. So I, like I said, I watched this with subtitles and there is a moment where a good guy is talking about artifacts and he's like, they belong to China. And the European soldiers subtitles respond with they belong to us. But he, what he actually says is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. I had to pause it and be like, wait, no, wait a minute. <laughs> but it was that. a treat. <laughs> No, I actually watch, it's funny, I said, uh, yeah, I prefer subtitles. I mean, I actually watch a lot of stuff with subtitles. Oh, perfect. uh, Just in general, because I, it's like an extra layer of, uh, 
information. <laughs> that makes a, a lot show, of sense. Or you get to see like weird mistakes they make, or I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very boring, nerdy person. But, uh, but then, but you know, there's there's stuff like that. You know, that, uh, that's fucking awesome. Honestly, yeah. I think that anything that creates its own medium within a medium is fascinating. Right. Yeah. There are a couple movies where subtitles are done stylistically and I'm like, fuck yeah. Uh, Wow. They made them like different colors. They made them a little scary. I think the Underworld series, the first movie in that Underworld series, which seems pretty honestly corny as a horror series. um, I think they fucked with subtitles in a pretty cool way, but I could be wrong. Can't believe that I'm like, oh, well, that's yeah, that's enough to make me interested. Yeah, it should be, though, because it's because no one does that shit. It's fascinating. Okay, what is it? Underworld? Underworld, I think it's called. It's the one with um, uh, Kate Beckinsale and like werewolves and shit. No, I don't know it at all. Yeah, it's it's, you know, for a second, it was kind of a franchise and then it kind of stopped and they just kept going anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it turned into a McDonald's or something. Yeah, it'll happen. And <laughs> and then became a church, and you're like, how did that McDonald's become a church? Right. But yeah, yeah, it's I, like the it's like the IHOP that turns into a bank. Yes, I fucking love that. That's a good time. Anything that subverts a medium, all about it. You just walking by the building, just Mwah! I mean, you should yeah, do I'm that like to people, but it's fine. But to, to buildings, buildings, it's okay. Yeah, you just you know, <laughs> I like what you I like what you were. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Good job. I don't know what uh, we're talking about. That's impressive. What bonus reason are we up to now? Seven? No, we, we hit our bonus reason and now we're out. Uh, what do you think? Are you interested in seeing Drunken Master too? I mean, I, I said, I think as soon as you started to tell me about it or you just mentioned it for the first time, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll check yeah. it out. So the real uh, question is, did I de-convince you? <laughs> uh, no. Good. I don't think so. Perfect. I mean, I was, I was like a little hazy on it and now I'm like, all right, well, I think everything else I'm curious about, I just have to go and see it for myself. I mean, and there's like, there's no guilt attached with having not seen these types of movies, but I am no. just, you know, that whole process of like, well, what have I missed here? And then, uh, you know, there will probably be aspects of it too, that'll just lead me to check out other stuff. And, and I think so. Online. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's such a it's interesting it's, because you haven't because like you haven't seen normal kung fu movies and I also have not seen normal kung fu movies. I haven't movies. seen any. Yeah, but that's any. the thing. And the only ones I've seen are comedy kung fu movies from Jackie Chan and and Stephen Chow. So, like we're already coming into a very specific subculture of all kung fu movies and that's the funny ones which are already well, kind of access more accessible for us. It's funny because like I was like I said, I was watching two thirds of this documentary I keep talking about, but like I was watching and I was like, oh, this is where X, Y, Z thing from video games comes from. And like you just see people just straight up plagiarizing, you know, the types of of things happening in in these games and like what the fights Mm -hmm. are like. And it's like, oh, I never I never thought about it, but that's because. You know, those people were watching all that stuff and they were just... Yeah, know, same references. Inspired by, I guess, if I'll be generous. Yeah, exactly. Same reference. <laughs> same same, same yeah. reference, same inspiration. It's very true and to various degrees. So good. I'm very glad that you're excited to check it out. Oh, I'm stoked, dude. I, Wonderful. I knew, was, I knew it was either going to be this or... Uh, what was it? 28 Days Later? 28 Days Later. I guess I couldn't watch anyway. So. Yeah, me neither. Oh, a nightmare. So... Uh, Perfect. So, I audience, love, I love February. I like you know, twenty eight days is a good. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, it's a quick month. Um, 
Valentine's. So, uh, audience, have you seen Drunken Master 2? If so, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and I guess Instagram at Need to See Pod and let us know your thoughts on it. And join the Facebook group and tell us some other movies that we need to check out. Tell us some like traditional kung fu movies that we should have seen by now. Tell us about right. some other like funny kung fu movies. So please give them my home address too. So oh yeah, no, we do full. We don't. It's not called doxing if you offer it. <laughs> further, uh, no, I sent it in my resume just so they can further <laughs> uh, nudge me. You know, have you seen it yet? What do you think of it? Um, <laughs> on all why of, haven't you seen? <laughs> on all of social media, just like make sure he does it. I like that this is like coming out next week, and I'm like, if I'm not hearing by people by end of next week. Honor, <laughs> um, I'll be disappointed. But Damn yeah, right. Please, Let please him know. Free. You can hit up Cozy. He'll um, he'll tell you where I sleep. It's true. I have a pretty good working knowledge of it. So, David, uh, <laughs> do you have a recommendation for this episode? Listen to it. Oh, man. Sorry. I asked that really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever done that to you before? Honestly, I don't, I'm not sure, but I love yeah, it. I it's a treat. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like We were emailing about it, and I was like, oh, man, there goes every idea in my head of what to what do I like? Ah, what do I like? What mm-hmm. am I even? Who am I? <laughs> uh, can I can I walk through a couple? Is that okay, or am I going to be asked yeah, to leave? I would be say asked to leave anyway. En- enough people have done it in the past that I'm no longer asking people to leave because of it. Sure, give us a couple. <laughs> uh, well, I started off. I was thinking like, well, I've been rewatching um, Ted Lasso. Nice. Apple, whatever their thing is called. Season three just started. Cool. I really love Central Park on Apple. Oh, uh, nice. It has, it has Titus Burgess from Kimmy Schmidt in it. And mm-hmm. I want to be Titus's agent and have him be in every single show. I love that. He's in, he's delightful and is super funny. <laughs> uh, and then I was thinking, well, this is a podcast about watching stuff. People probably don't need recommendations of TV shows. No, they do. We've had that a and lot. Then I, and then I was like, I got a life hack. My life hack is I put instant coffee in yogurt. Okay. <laughs> then I was like, well, we just played a bunch of horror video games. Um, there's one called Anatomy by a developer named Kitty Horror Show. Cool. Uh, it's like three bucks. It's best to go in blind. Um, I don't want to say too much about it because uh, it'll sort of ruin it for you yeah uh, that sounds cool as hell it is i mean i was talking to pippin about oh i was you know coming on this podcast my cousin and uh that was that was a game he selected and i think it was like it's 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 very very good uh, nice and that gets covered does that get coverage in the next season yeah i mean it's so cool as it, as, as it happens but i was thinking like, yeah well maybe maybe that's gonna be you know worthwhile and uh, maybe less on the radar of uh, folks listening to this. I, I assume most people have heard of Ted Lasso. You know? Sure. But I still hear people. We've still had people um, talk about like white Lotus season two and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, if people love it. People love it. Um, I love it. Perfect. I love I've yeah. never seen it, but I'm sure it's very good. Uh, my recommendation for this episode is the virtual fighter series, which showed me my first drunken boxing from the character Shun D. Apparently, Shun's style and appearance are based on uh, the character of Su Hai from the first Drunken Master movie. Uh, How that ca- apropos. Right? Really perfect. The char- did that you character, know that? I, did you know that? I did not know that until I did the research today. Ah, hmm. Yeah, I just assumed that it was a different drunken boxing thing. And I was like, oh, no, there's a real reason for why this was in my childhood before I saw this movie. And that is because <laughs> it's from the first movie. <laughs> 
that character also inspired uh, Chin Jensai from the SNK series, The King of Fighters, another series that I enjoyed playing. I've heard of that. Yeah, I mean, that one, like, that one was fine, but uh, Virtua Fighter I loved. That was it for me. You know what I always loved about Virtua Fighter? And there was another game from that time, mm. Battle Arena Toshinden. Uh, what was Oh, Battle yeah, I've heard of Battle Arena Toshinden. Yeah. Toshinden. Uh, they would always have, you know, they were really showing off like, oh, this game is in 3D. And they would have <laughs> like, you know, these elaborate dances your character would do when you win. And I was <laughs> obsessed in the arcades and then later at home on the original PlayStation playing Battle Arena Toshinden, which is very similar to Virtual Fighter, mm-hmm. just different different system or something maybe. Yeah. Um, winning a match and then winning it in a way where my character is positioned near the edge of the stage. <laughs> they do the dub dance and then fall to their death. <laughs> Some games, sometimes you could win and then you wind up losing by doing that. I remember uh, that. Holy shit. <laughs> I have a very fond memory of, uh, I mean, at the time that was just like the funniest shit in the world. It was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Just you, you're playing with your friend. And you're both like, "What the fuck just happened?" I thought we had it in the bag. And there's just like, there's just like a whole big echoing death rattle from your character. And <laughs> right after, right after it says, "You win." Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, again, it's it's hacking the medium in a fascinating way. Uh, I think you gotta be me. I yeah, gotta be me. Cozy. I think we're very the same in that way, where we're we're looking for the boundaries and we're looking for the ways that they break down. A delight. Yeah. Are you, do you think like boundaries are holding up or like should we be worried or? <laughs> Here's the thing about boundaries. They're never uh-huh. they're never as good as they used to be. They're not holding up the way they used to. Infrastructure is hard. The whole power grid in Texas. Can we even get started on it? Oh, I see. Are we talking <laughs> about Silicon Valley Bank? That was what I originally wanted. Ooh, to that's good, too. On. That's good, too. I had to, I had to hard pivot this week. Ah. So. Oh, Sometimes that's the worst type of pivot. Do you read the news? Have you heard this? I've never heard of the news, but yes, I have heard of this. Mm. When are you <laughs> going to get Jay Leno on here? Uh, he was here yesterday. He came in with his cars. He talked about car movies. He talked about the movie Cars. What did he? What was his? What was? What was his recommendation at the end? Oh, he said Cars. <laughs> Pixar's Cars, or just the no, idea? no? After after recommending Pixar's Cars, his recommendation was just the concept of Cars. I mean, I mean, you can't see how it's like. Oh. <laughs> I, like, I like the concept of cars. But... Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people have never heard of the concept of cars before. But that's glad Jay Leno. Help him get the 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 word out. But Me too. Would help if he didn't own all of them. Yeah, I mean that's the first step. But that's the same thing with me. That's why I own all of the movies, and I'm like, guys, you need to watch this movie. Mm. No, I don't. I wish I had more physical copies of movies, like 28 Days Later, so I could fucking watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure your listeners will find this fascinating, but like I've come back around to like that doing that, like Good. Physical, physical movie collection. Um, That's fucking awesome. You know what's weird though is like we were talking about kung fu movies. I don't think this counts. I have a copy of Old Boy. No, that I can't yeah, play because it only plays in like a European machine. Oh, I hate that. Uh, what a bad feeling. So it's like it's like I have it, but I could never see it. And then I dug into it. I was like, well, wait, why do I have this version anyway? That's so and funny. I looked online and it's like, oh, there actually was never released in the West or not oh, anymore. Okay. 
but I, I so I tried to I tried to watch a movie. I don't know. Is that a kung fu movie? No, I, I don't think it is. I've never seen it, but I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> I thought it was about like rural America, like good old boys. You know, like, I thought it was like what I thought it was what Dukes of Hazard was uh, based on. Again, since I've never seen it, I agree a hundred percent. Me neither. So I think we're pretty good. Yeah, I think you know. <laughs> everything comes from somewhere i think it's know? i think it's based uh, on the movie old which i believe is also involving a lot of old boys who become older on a beach you talking uh, about the m night Shyamalan movie yeah the m night Shyamalan movie yeah <laughs> um but i will say also it's reminded me the one thing that i well one of the few things that i own that i can only watch on a european dvd player uh, mm-hmm. is the the full series of the TV show Black Books with Dylan Morin. And there are moments where the way Jackie Chan looks as a, as a very drunk person in this movie remind mm-hmm. me so much of Dylan Morin's very specific drunk mugging in Black Books. And it was a real delight because I fucking love that show. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I just like to go to like bars and <laughs> look at drunk men's faces. Yeah, that honestly is pretty fun. <laughs> And I just sit there and I smile. Oh, just a good time. And then they try and talk to you and you go, no, 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 no. Not here for that. That's not what this is for. Not that kind of day. So do you have any plugs, David? (laughs) Uh, You know, just, I don't know. Just be nice to each other. Nailed it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've talked about this. uh, this, this, I don't know how I uh, wound up being a person with a video game podcast. It's just sort of where things like too, and you already very kindly you know invited me on here and we talked about it um yeah that's probably i guess the main thing other than that just like i don't know it's it's a it's a it's a weird time it's a weird decade <laughs> it's uh everything just seems so fucked up and uh i don't know is that lame to just like no that's that's like kindness? that's that's a that's a good recommendation but sorry that's There's already nothing- <laughs> Oh, uh, bad news! Can't it. plug kindness. You can only wreck it. No, I'm in kidding. Case, uh, fuck plug. it. Go get yours. <laughs> Screw everyone else. And uh, let's just bring back aerosol cans. And <laughs> I like where this is going. Um, yeah. So everybody, make sure to listen to Game Thing on Apple Thank Podcasts you. and all the other podcast places. It's a joy, especially if you grew up playing video games and you're like, "Holy shit, this is a cool angle." Um, my plug is that tonight, March twentieth. I'm hosting Crash's Party, St. Party's Day uh, at 7 p.m. Clubhouse Main Stage in Los Angeles, California. For those listening who are not in Los Angeles, uh, we'll have stand-up from Lynn Molly, uh, a cloud, a clown piece from Justin Baker, an improv from Roundhouse, The Tango, and Sweet Dalai Lama. Uh, and that'll be really fun. So come hang out. We'll also have Andy's Mint Cookies and Bailey's Irish Cream Brownies, which I fucking love. I die for those things every year. So give us a five-star rating, leave us a review, please subscribe, and if you leave us a five-star review, we will, of course, read it on the air. Uh, That's pretty much it for this podcast. Special thanks to our editor, Bree Jones, uh, and thanks, David Walensky, for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hell yeah, and thanks so much, audience, for listening to You Need to See This! Song and this is Wong Fei Hung. It's your lucky day. I have challenged him to a fight. Come on. I'll hold this. Remember, it's an exhibition match. 
So go on. Hi! 